let's start. Hi, bitches. It's fucking cold outside. It's like 15 degrees. It's anti-Florida weather outside. Yeah, it's not working for me. My skin is dry. I'm just not feeling like myself. <laughs> no, <laughs> truly, I wake up and my skin is so dry. I got to get better on that. <laughs> I got, shut the fuck up. I need to learn how to slug. Email me if you know how to slug. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know to email me. Otherwise, you know, I'm not talking to you. Message, my message can't be for everyone. What is slugging? Is this some kind of weird skincare shit? Mm-hmm. Yep. I think it'd be more on brand for you to be super dry and then you have like gator skin. You no. know what I mean? You could be a reptile woman. What was the... Um, we had a, an alligator That'd skin man sexy. on the Carney Town sexy part two. Sexy alligator lady. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Ichthyosis. Ichthyosis, yeah. Yeah. If no, you I'm just... good. I want to be dewy and moist and plump. And, I know. Mm, you mm. want to. You want to live in the tropics. I do, kind of. Yeah. Do you want to move to Florida? <laughs> um, no, I don't. But I do Why? want to have a second home there. A second home I in think Florida. So. Just because it's like. My the mom and dad have a here. home, so like, why would I not just stay with them? You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know. Um, no, I like New York. I like I like seasons. I've come to love them. You've taught me to love them. Yeah, I have. Um, <laughs> I I feel like they piece your year together in a way that's just less psycho. Like there really is this dragging on in Florida. Um, yeah. This malaise because it really there's no way to 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 break up your year in in sort of the seasonality of it. Well, a hurricane comes along every once in a while. It does. That's really exciting, actually. You get a hurricane day when you're a kid, and it's kind of like a snow day. So. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. You get a hurricane day. You if the hurricane looks like it's it's gaining steam and you might have to have the school day off, you sort of pray for it to be a big one. <laughs> Kids are all the same fucking everywhere. Yeah. No, yes. Any excuse to not go to school. I used to, we used to get uh, cold weather days. And that was like, if the weather dipped below like negative 15 or something like that, then they'd cancel school. And so like you and I would be both like praying to God. That for like we extreme get, weather. Yeah, for extreme <laughs> weather events to like ruin people's lives yeah. and like fucking... Basically, I was praying for weather so cold that like homeless people would all die if they <laughs> if they got stuck well, same in. Same for me. Yeah, you're yeah, homeless exactly. in a hurricane. You're I gotta fucked, say, dude. you're fucked. You're yeah, fucked. You get picked up by the the spout. Poor people always get the fucking raw end of the stick. Oh, because if yeah, you live in a absolutely. trailer in Florida too, like Sayonara, so sorry. Oh yeah, that shit's gonna get picked up. Oh, that sucks. It's dude. really bad. Well, yeah, and then it's just like they tell you to evacuate, but you're like, how the fuck how? am I gonna? I don't know what, money. And just quit my job and yeah. like, where am I gonna go too? Like, I'm gonna hitch my trailer up to my truck and fucking drive where? I know it's it's insanity. Yeah, dude. Um. So today they should pay you to evacuate. That's a really good idea. You should the government the state government should pay you money to get the fuck out. Let's talk to DeSantis about this. Yeah, let's write he would never do that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I know. He said he would say they deserve to get blown away by the hurricane because they hadn't you know, they hadn't worked hard enough to get out of the trailer park yet. Right. He is very that way. Um and he's I right. like one thing about DeSantis. Can I tell you what that is? He seems like he has a big dick. <laughs> No, but what? goes along with what it is. What? Big um, hands? Big feet? No, what is it? no. He was in the Little League World Series. He was in the Little League World Series? Yeah. What position did he play? I don't know. Should we look it up? He's smug. I bet he was a third baseman. Okay, let's look at it. If that's Fucking your guess. Fucking smug. Oh, 
babe. He's a third baseman. He's a third baseman. I told you. I told you. That fucking, that, that arrogance. You gotta, like, that's the, that's the. What is that? That's the most arrogant position. I don't know, because you gotta be really fast, I think. You gotta, like, uh, like, have great reflexes to play in the. I always think of shortstop as, like, being the agile athlete. Like, the. Yeah, but they're, like. speed and. The, I think the third baseman is just, like, there's something about it. You gotta have the fucking arrogance. To play third base. Yeah. I guess, I mean, your boy knows. You knew. You really, you really hit it. I was on it. I like first basemen because they're usually big and goofy. And they have big butts. (laughs) And big butts and kind of like, they have to be sort of like bendy. I don't know. I just, my favorite uh, player, my favorite baseball player is a first baseman and also a Florida man, Anthony Rizzo. He's also got a big fat ass. He does have a big dump. He's got a dump truck. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. Shout out Anthony Rizzo. <laughs> Shout out Florida man. He's my Anthony favorite player too, Tony. man. I miss him. He used Thanks to play him. for the Cubbies. Our That's team. Our team. Uh, but he's he's closer to us now. Yeah, you know? I feel his presence yeah, he's here in the tri-state. All right. You so, want to tell these bitches what we're what our topic is? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, Let this know. is the insane case of. Dahlia Mohammed DiPolito and her husband, Michael DiPolito. Dahlia. Yeah, right? Michael. The black Dahlia. Um, she's not black. Um, but she is Egyptian, half Egyptian, half Peruvian. Anyway. Um, we just got to talk about her race, huh? I said the black Dahlia. Don't you understand? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, they are a Boynton Beach, Florida the black couple. black Dahlia wasn't black, though. I know, but it's the she's a a word lady. association. <laughs> God. Grill me. Put yeah, me in the hot seat. Yeah. Well, I'm just making sure you're not racist. Thank you for checking. Yeah. Um, so this <laughs> is, it's got it all. It's got all of the Florida ingredients, adultery, escorts, violence, real estate fraud, all put it in, you could put it in the gator soup. It's a stew. It's I got, love the gator soup. Got gator meat in it. <laughs> All right. Is that what our podcast is? Yeah, metaphorically, sort of a stew, it's a, a gator, gator stew. stew. I like yeah. that. I like that. Gator's delicious. We've I don't had know it. If I've talked about this. We've had it. Before. We've had literal gator stew too. They're kind of. It's kind of like tough. I mean, everybody says Everyone this is cliche. Like it's like chicken, chicken. but it, it is. Does. This is what it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is what it tastes like. It's just tastes a little like. tougher. Yeah, it's like a chicken and like a if, if, if a chicken and an octopus fucked were a meat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of like that. Fucked and made an alligator. Okay, so usually when people break down this case, um, most of the focus is on uh, the star of the case, Dahlia Mohammed DiPolito. And this is a Florida woman podcast, and this is the first episode that's really all about a Florida woman. And her crimes. And her crimes. That's and right. her Florida ness. But I'm going to actually start with Michael DiPolito. I think Start. it's kind of important to learn a little bit more about his background, and I think it adds like a certain flavor to this case once we get to the facts. Enlighten so, me about Michael okay. DiPolito. So Michael DiPolito was born on December 18th, 1970 in Philadelphia. Um, unfortunately, both of, his, Philadelphia. <laughs> both of his parents struggled with drug addiction, so he oh. was raised mostly by his grandmother. Um, yeah, I think it's fair to say that Michael had a... Uh, Rocky Don't do it. Start. Don't do it. God <laughs> fucking damn it. <laughs> um, as he developed his own drug and alcohol dependency issues at a very early age. By 15, um, Michael was in rehab. 15? I know. Man. I know. He, well, he was destined for Florida. Uh, he was. 
it was in the stars. It was being written. Um, I had a friend go to rehab at 16. That's a, right. A Florida friend. That's right. Yeah. Friend of the pod. A friend of the pod. Um, so sources indicate, though, that he did get clean when he went to rehab at 15. Um, and he stayed clean for five years, five and a half years, until a relapse in his early 20s. 21, to be exact. Jeez. <laughs> um, he was like, it's legal. I, I have to. Um, <laughs> so he, he relapsed. And then once he relapsed, he started dealing crack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. And then he okay. relocated to Florida. It's all, it's all lining up. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he packed up his little crack sales business, his little buzz cut, <laughs> his little... His business. His gold chains. He took his LLC. He, he took moved, his LLC on the road. Took his mailing address to Florida. Yep. He was ready to be a Floridian. He was ready to make it in the, the big He really orange. did. Look at him. He has a thick neck, a buzz cut, and gold chains. He's like, yeah, he's quintessential Florida delivered. Man. He's ready. Um, so it's 1997. It's Boca Raton. Rat mouth. Mm-hmm. Michael DiPolito is 26. Why are Italian last names so fun to say, dude? I could just... DiPolito. I, I could just say Michael DiPolito Mikey DiPolito. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's fun. That's it's, fun. It's a lot of vowels. I think maybe that's it. And it, it, There's just some sort of sing-songiness. Michael DiPolito. So Michael DiPolito has a new lease on life. He made some mistakes in Philly. But, you know, Florida has this promise of a fresh start that is very mag magnetic to people. Yeah, he, he got attracted by an unknown force down to Florida. Florida was like a tractor beam sucking this man out of Pennsylvania and down into the down to where he belongs, into the swamps That's with the rest right. of us. Like my dad said, everyone who lives here is running from something. That's right. And he was running from his crack addiction in Philly. Um it's kind of like that saying, like, in New York, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. But it's, like, the opposite. If you couldn't make it anywhere, you will eventually find yourself here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can't make it anywhere else, chances are you could still probably make it here. Or you'll you'll wind up here eventually, <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah. So he's got this fresh start, and then he's arrested not long after, he gets to Florida. For selling crack? No, for no. offering an undercover officer $15 for sex. $15? It's so insulting. Bro, come is, on. This is not the first Florida man who has offered a sex worker just the most insulting. An undercover officer pretending to be a sex uh, true, worker. True, yeah, yeah, yeah. The most a insulting. Burger, yeah. <laughs> a $15. A burger is worse, it's dude. Terrible. A burger is worse. <laughs> like um, a cold hamburger from McDonald's. Ugh, so he pled guilty. He was released. He met a woman named Karen, and they had a baby together. Karen. Um. So you could say that Michael DiPolito is a bit of an entrepreneur. Uh -huh. Um. And his his brilliant idea is this: he he calls people on the telephone. He persuades them to invest in what was at that time a booming foreign currency options market. Oh no. And steals oh their God. money. I get it. He's an ex-con. There's not a lot of job opportunities. Dude, this is like, I think it was last year, uh, maybe the year before, when like Trump supporters were all buying Iraqi dinar. What? There was some some that. similar scam like that. They Ugh. they were buying like Iraqi currency because some, there was some grifter like in the. I, I can't I can't remember the details, but it was exactly the same scam. Yeah. Um, I think there was like a... I think, I think this is a scam that you could fool old people with. Yeah, it does I think seem, that's what I'm saying. 
Yeah, it seems that way. Yeah, like a guy who like he's got like a retire like a little bit of a retirement left. Yeah. And he- he's not doing much, so this is like very exciting sounding to him. Yeah, exactly. That's right. That's yeah. right. Oof. Yeah, it's bad. Um, you know, do it in Boca Raton. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. So anyway, um the representatives from Deepolito's companies, Mad Financial <laughs> and CTU Inc. Uh-huh. Um, they cold called strangers to make their pitch. And the idea was that they wanted you to bet that the exchange rate between the euro and the dollar would rise and investors would buy a contract that allowed them to buy or sell currency during a specific time frame and then profit when the exchange rate went up. Right. Um, it's like options yeah. trading almost. Yeah, exactly. With currency. So at least a dozen customers we know of for a fact uh-huh. wired money to Michael DiPolito's corporate account in Jacksonville. Some sent $16,000, uh. $20,000. Uh. One man sent $25,000. And according to court documents filed against him, DiPolito's companies received a total of $200,000 in 11 months. Oh. So the money was never invested in foreign currency. Oh, wasn't? He didn't do it? <laughs> oh, no. Um, instead, he splurged on hotel rooms, clothes, <laughs> more jewelry. Um, and he reportedly spent more than $6,000 on pay-by-the-minute chat rooms, including what? psychic and phone sex hotlines, according to this affidavit. That's so... Honestly... Have you ever called a hotline like that? What, a, a phone sex hotline? Mm-hmm. I mean, I did at a sleepover when I was eight years old. Like, me and me and a couple other guys, like, called, like, a phone sex line. And we were, like, it was, like, you know, one of those things, like, mm, pull out that big thing and give it to me. No, your credit card, silly. Like, you know, like, this. Did you guys, stupid... like, die laughing and hang out? Yeah, we thought it was hilarious. But it turns out the uh, the kid's mom realized that we were on the phone. And so she picked up the phone and oh. realized that we were calling phone sex lines. So we all got in, like, really Did bad trouble. trouble. Yeah. No, no. Did she tell your mom? No, actually, she didn't tell our Good mom. Good for her. It was, she came out in the middle of the night and was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> like, that. <laughs> You are in such big trouble. And then the next morning we woke up and I I don't know if she remembered that that happened. Yeah. <laughs> because nothing like nothing happened. She yeah. didn't tell anybody. We yeah, we all thought we were fucked though. I got I thought I was gonna get spanked. So not a phone sex hotline, but I did yeah. get fleeced by a psychic once. You got fleeced by a psychic? Sort of. Okay, almost. that's just called going to a psychic. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay, so how, but how'd you get extra fleeced by it a was, psychic? So it was in Chicago, yeah. and I was just walking around, and I just like saw... Aimlessly? I'm kind of, yeah. yeah. I was in Lakeview. Going for a and stroll? Going for a stroll, and I saw like this sign, this psychic sign, and I, I don't think I had ever been to a psychic before, and I was uh. like, this would be an adventure. Like, this is going to be cool. Oh, like, you were... This is going to be like, how spontaneous. Yeah, you were me. saying yes to the moment. I was. So what happened? So I like rang the business doorbell, but I kind of thought it would be like a storefront or something, but it was like this lady and she sounded mad at me already. And she told me to like come upstairs and I go up these like a couple flights of stairs and I'm like, fuck what? Like, and I knock on this door and it's totally just her apartment. Ew, weird. What the fuck? Her husband. There was no storefront? No, no storefront. Was there a sign out front? There was a sign out front on the street. 
that just said, was it, <laughs> I mean, I was picturing an awning before, but like, no, this is no like awning. a, just like a, what was it, like a piece of paper with like a Sharpie on it <laughs> no, that said it was, psychic this no, way? it was a real sign, <laughs> but there, it was like, it was hanging outside of basically a stairwell, like the entrance to a stairwell. Right. And so, so I thought that if I went up that stairwell i would yeah of course come you to would a go to a business yeah. okay so so her husband opens the door not off to a great start no and it's just so clearly just someone's house there's toys all over the floor okay um an infant is screaming uh okay. i'm like oh Naturally. i really think i have done this incorrectly like i've knocked on the wrong door and i'm pretty embarrassed that i bothered these people with yeah, their screaming yeah. infant and then He's sort of like doesn't talk to me, but like basically saying wait, and I'm just waiting there. And then she finally comes out. Uh -huh. She's like, follow me. So I have to like walk through her whole house to get to like this back room that's sort of like an office and it has like crystals in it. Okay. So I guess it's sort of the store. Uh -huh. And then she like proceeds to tell me that I have a black aura and there's darkness around me. <laughs> and I'm like, I have this dark cloud that everyone can see. And that's why I have no friends and no one wants to be around me. Oh and my this God. is why I can't find love. And this is why everyone <laughs> talks shit about me behind my back. She was roasting you. Roasting. What the fuck? And I obviously started crying. So then she knew she was sort of onto something. Yeah. She like I was kind of having a hard time at that moment. And I did feel like there was like a dark cloud. I was having like some, you know, some like mental health issues at this time. Uh -huh. So she picked up on something. You know what I mean? Yeah. She. That I was sad. That I didn't like myself. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And then she and then used she just, it against you. Oh, she just pressed hard. Oh, fuck. And yeah, just told me that like there were demons after me and that cool. like she 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 flung holy water at me. She had holy she, water? She like doused me in holy water. Jesus. Um, and she was really being mean to and you. She, she said, was like, like, you're a demon. And I was like, okay, is my, cause I made sure at the beginning, I only want the, the $15 thing. Yeah. I only want like, I don't know. It was, I think yeah, it was like pay $15, 15 dollars to get insulted by a lady yeah. in her back office. Yeah. And then house. she was like, well, like this holy water costs blah, blah, blah. And I put it on oh, you because no, of your demons babe. and your black cloud. Yeah. And I was like, what? I didn't ask for that. And I was like sort of fighting her. And then she was like, uh, you don't want to fix your life. Like you don't want to she was gaslighting be better. You. Totally gaslighting <laughs> me. Um, this is the only way that you're going to get out of this like mess that you're in. Oh, and then shit. she was like, well, look at your purse. You obviously have money. Oh no. And I just like fell apart. I just started bawling in this she, woman's office with the you. door closed. Oh, she won. And she's just watching me cry my eyes out. Wow. And it was, um, it was like a coach purse. It was from like 20 years ago. It had been my mom's and I'd sat in the back of her closet since like, <laughs> since the nineties. And she'd like, I had, you know, she'd given it to me as a gift. Like uh -huh. I don't, I wasn't like, I didn't have the money, but she spotted that purse and like wouldn't let go. She just hung on like a bulldog and she was oh, like, well, horrible. you could give me the purse then if you well, don't she, have any money. She was trying to steal your purse. Yeah. This bitch. What happened? Like, did you give it? Did you give her money? No, but I, I basically, she, she painted me into such a corner that at the end of like the, the probably 40 minutes I was there, um, I, I let I basically was able to get out with 50 paying her $50. Holy but shit. But I had to like negotiate it and like 
Oh, this is terrible. I obviously could have just left, but I was, I don't, but, I think no, this is like strange, a very female thing. Like yeah, I yeah, really felt like Yeah, there's a big guy in, in the living room, you know? Yeah. And she like, snaps it was, her fingers, he comes running and fucking slits your throat. Yeah, it was yeah. really, it just felt dangerous. And Ooh, so like, I awful. felt like I had to negotiate like a little bit. And I definitely didn't walk in there wanting to spend $50. Like I was so mad at myself when I, mean, I left, you know? She, she but so she, completely she wanted, like, won that interaction. Yeah, she got she you totally, mad at yourself I know. for for paying her $50. I know. Holy shit, that's crazy. Really Instead up. of walking out and going, oh my God, I'm, I, I escaped with my life. I know. Holy All shit. All right, enough of that. So um, he <laughs> he spends $6,000 for psychics and, and phone sex. Um, by February t- 2002, some of his investors in this scam alert the Federal Commodities Futures Trading Commission um, because the investors say that they were told that they made a profit, but that DiPolito never wired them the money that they earned. Dude. Yeah. He pled guilty to organized fraud and unlicensed telemarketing. Uh, he served two years and he's- Two years. That's yeah, how much- that's, You years. served two years for $200,000 that you stole from yeah. old people. He did have to pay the, the rest as restitution. He did have to pay back that $200,000. But yeah, he just served two years and then he was going to be on probation until 2032. Damn, oh, bro. a long probation. Um, oh, by the way, the Karen thing didn't last- um, uh, after oh, no. his, <laughs> yeah, after his scheme and his uh, subsequent jail time, but he did fall in love with and marry a woman named Maria. Remember that name, okay? So he's doing good for a few years. He's staying once he gets out of jail. He's uh-huh. staying sober until one night, October two thousand eight, when Maria goes out of town. Okay. And Michael hires an escort for the night, and that escort is 26-year-old Dahlia Mohammed. The bitch in question. <laughs> they immediately hit it off and have a great time. Uh-huh. And he ends up calling her back the next night. His wife is still out of town. But she says, this one's on me, free of charge. <laughs> oh, my God. And she spends the night with him the next night kind of off the clock. Wow. Just two weeks after their acquaintance, Michael files for divorce... From Maria, his wife of seven years, wow. after two weeks, and proposes to Dahlia with a $20,000 engagement ring. $20,000 engagement ring. How is this guy making that much money? I have no fucking way? idea. Except for he did Who's, sort of have ties scam? with organized crime. But I don't... Wow. But he's still paying restitution, and he's on probation, so I don't know how he has this type of cash. Man. These two were just magnetized together, weren't they? They were just a couple of fucking con artists. Like she, I mean, <laughs> off the clock. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, yeah, she she loves you. Now we're gonna switch gears, and we are gonna talk about Dahlia Muhammad. Um, so she was born on October eighteenth. She's a Libra, nineteen eighty two. Um, she was born in New York, but she was raised in Boynton Beach, Florida. Nathan, do you remember Boynton Beach at all from any of our other stories? Like Boynton Beach is showing up all of the time, isn't yeah. it? Boynton Beach and what's the county? Uh, Pinellas County. Pinellas, Pinellas County, Park. yeah. Yeah. All the weird crimes are happening in this area. So, so what's up with Boynton Beach? Boynton Beach was where Dr. Malachi Love Robinson got oh! his start in the massage parlors when he was pretending to be a licensed massage therapist. God damn. That so was in Boynton Beach. This is where you go for weird sex crimes. Yes. Wow. Because 
she starts out at 19 um, in sex work. She starts her sex work career and she starts at massage parlors in, in Boynton, Boynton Beach. Beach. Oh my God. <laughs> I feel like I'm Maybe like a they conspiracy were, they theorist. They were co-workers. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> With like one of those bulletin boards and all these strings. Like what is the budding connect? <laughs> What's the connection between budding Florida men and women's criminal careers and in a Boynton massage por- parlor in Boynton Beach? What's it's the like connection? A, there is no Carol in HR. It's like a business incubator. So she moved to California after a little while um, with her fiance at the time, who was an architect. She went to college. She got her, her real estate license and got Good married. Um, a few months later, she does divorce him. Uh, and she takes her Mercedes that he bought her, her $40,000 wedding ring. What? And a lot of his money. Holy shit. And takes off back to Florida for a fresh start. Damn. So she's back in Florida and she meets Mikey DiPolito and the rest is basically the whole point of this podcast episode. So remember, like I said, Michael DiPolito divorces his wife Maria, who he's been married to for seven years. After two weeks of knowing Dahlia, originally uh, his escort and uh, (laughs) proposes two months later with a $20,000 ring. The have... ring that I bought you cost a thousand dollars. I know. Sorry, yeah. babe. No, I ain't getting the twenty k ring for you. <laughs> well, I think it's a fucking scam. I think the whole, basically, the whole wedding industry is a scam. a scam. But also, I feel very loved. Thank you. And my ring is very pretty, <laughs> um, and it's perfect for me. But it's I'm funny glad. because it's like I think a ring used to be like a down payment, sort of, on a woman. Yeah, it did. Or like a security deposit. I mean, they used to have. I mean. Even further back than that, they used to have like dowries and totally. shit. You know, yeah. it used to be a financial transaction. So he also buys a townhouse for himself and his fiance Dahlia and their two dogs. And what's interesting about this particular transaction is that she is the realtor for the sale. So she earned a commission on her own house that her fiance bought for her. Holy it's shit. Just I mean, I guess is, kind of brilliant. Stop, these guys they can't, can't stop, stop doing scams. No. Yeah. <clears throat> so his divorce is finalized uh-huh. on January 28th, 2009. And Mike and Dahlia get married at the Palm Beach County Courthouse five days later. I mean, the ink is so fresh. Wow. On February 9th, 2009. Mike also gets adult braces, which from <laughs> here on out makes him so endearing. It is such a cheat code. Like, I'm like, I just see him <laughs> in his braces and I'm like, oh. Like he's, he's what an innocent little like sweet puppy man. He's like a he's like a, a criminal. He's affiliated with the mob. He, he looks like he's on steroids. People out of hundreds of thousands of dollars. He's on. He looks like he's on steroids. He's got the gold chain and the the like tank top. He's an ex crack dealer. The adult braces undo all of all of it. It's such a good wow. I mean, if it was purposeful, you he, should get adult braces job. before you go to court. Yeah, it makes you look so innocent. If you're the defendant. Right. Not if you're the witness. Because, well, no, maybe if you're the witness and you're trying and you're framing someone and you're trying to get them uh, convicted, then you should have adult braces too so that the jurors all think that you're super cute and that you should not have been. Are so believable and will never make anything up. Dahlia changes her teeth too. Kind of in, she does? in her court. Does she get braces? Not at this time, but we're going to get to her teeth later. Fascinating. Okay. okay. So multiple reports say that their relationship uh, is very sexual. 
They they party oh, yeah? hard. Uh, oh, they, yeah? they love going to clubs. They love doing club drugs. Oh, they do? Um, they love going to <laughs> Miami Marlins games. Wow. And they're obsessed with reality TV. And maybe even they getting are? getting on reality TV someday. Oh. This is a thing that they bond over. Wow. Um, also, Mike's friends... The shallowest dream in the world. It's beautiful. Except it's beautiful for Florida dream. trying to become a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. the only thing that's shallower, probably. Yeah. Um, also, uh, friends of Mike's note that, that she's very affectionate with her new husband, always touching him, telling him how much she loves him, how great he is, to the point, uh-huh. to the point where it makes them very uncomfortable, and it's clear that people around them are becoming very uncomfortable. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, like she she started off as his escort, and like, they how presume, could this go well? <laughs> this could how never could go this well. How could this go well? This could never go well. Okay, so what fucking happens then? Cut to she gets into the car with someone she's trying to hire, and Nathan and I are going to read the verbatim transcript of what was recorded at that meeting. Hey. Hey. We're staying in here, right? We're going to talk. We're going to get some stuff out of the way, and then I'll be all right. All right, cool. I'm going to tell you how I'm going to do it and when exactly it's going to get done, all right? And uh, unless you got a recommendation, you know what you want, what you what you know about him, who is he your husband or something, boyfriend, your husband, how long y'all be married? <laughs> no, for real, because the thing is, you know, after I talk to you today, you know, this phone, garbage. Okay. You won't be able to get a hold of me. Okay. Okay, I just want to make sure that you know. All right. This is what you want. You sure you want to kill this dude? Because <laughs> do we like really because, have to? Like, all right. You know, I'd I'd just rather be less. You know, whatever with you. Okay, I know. I got a picture. I looked at a picture of um, the house or one of them. How soon can we get everything going? Well, that's it's up to you. Because I mean, I need it done like. This week, but like my understanding is um, that everything was is like you know, I was I was gonna give you what I gave you, and then that was, and I guess that was everything until um, after the fact, and then after the fact, I guess you were gonna come and like find me or whatever. I mean, I'm good for it. Like, it's not like I don't have it. No, no. Or anything. Or, I mean, I know know not to fuck around with you. Like, you know certain things, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you obviously, like, know where I'm at. I can get it done by Wednesday if you want me to. All right. You understand? But I got to do my homework. I got to, you know, know exactly where the place is and how to get out of there, how to get in and out. You understand? Okay. So, if we do go ahead and, and we do it, like, at the house, like, how do we... How, how do we, like, how soon could you do it? And, like, what time are we looking at? Wednesday morning. It's going to be like I break into the house. Didn't think he was going to be home because everybody works during the daytime. I'm going to think he's at work. Boom. He's not at work. Then, you know, he gets two in the head. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, I, I take a couple of things with me, break a couple windows, make it look like a robbery that went bad. It's over. I'm gone. Out of there. Police are going to be asking you questions, although they'll know it's going to be obvious what it is and they'll already know. But, you know, they're going to ask questions because that's how they got to do things. I don't know how well you handle handle pressure. You understand? I, I don't know because I, I don't want to. No, I'm not going to, you know, 
I'm a lot tougher than what I look. All right. I know you like see me and you're like, oh, what a cute little girl or <laughs> whatever. Like, you know, but I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, you are. You're extremely beautiful. Thank you. But I mean, you know, it's, I just, I need to make sure everything's getting taken care of. Between now and when it's done, you know, you're not going to have an opportunity to change your mind. It's going to all be over. Like, like there's no changing. No, like there's no, like I, I'm determined already. Like I'm positive, like 5,000% sure, like 5,000%. Okay. <laughs> um, that, um, if it wasn't completely clear, do you want to explain what was happening in the backseat of that car? She's trying to hire a hitman yeah. to do a hit on her husband. Now, why Michael do we Tupolito. have a recording of that? We're going to get to that in a moment. Okay. First of all, I want to back up a little bit to Please. show you how the scene was being set for this. There were some things that led up to this. Okay, and I'm okay. gonna explain what they are. Bring us there. So in early March of 2009, so that would be a month after they officially get married, uh -huh. 10 police officers <laughs> swarm the DiBolito residence, oh, unannounced. Shit. They knock on the door and they say that they've received three separate anonymous tips that Michael is dealing steroids and ecstasy from the house. I was wondering how he was making so much fucking money. Yeah. Beautiful. So Michael is incredibly shocked. Remember, mm -hmm. he's on probation. Yeah. So this is all really bad news for him. Um, he claims not to know anything about this. The officers raid the house and they find nothing. Okay. Then, on March 16th, 2009, the Broward County Sheriff's Office gets a phone call from a woman saying that someone is dealing drugs out of a silver Chevy Tahoe parked outside the Ritz-Carlton in Manalapan, Florida. Which hmm. it's, it's the Palm Beach, Point Beach area. The police go to the Ritz. Yeah. They check it out. They discover that this, this Chevy Tahoe that was supposedly having drug deals per taking place inside of it, outside uh -huh. the Ritz, belonged to Michael DiBolito. Uh-huh. As it turned out, Michael and Dahlia were staying at the Ritz that weekend. Damn. So they approach Michael, and he is, again, shocked. He's thinking, like, what the fuck is going on? Right. Like, there's been two raids on me in one month. And then what happens? So he basically is like, you know what? Search my car. Fucking search the car. I have nothing to hide. Uh -huh. I'm not dealing. I'm still clean. So you won't find anything. So go ahead. And they search it. And they find nothing. So twice now, he's had the cops called on him. Or, like, the cops come, like, bust up his situation and search him and they don't find anything. Yep. So is he selling drugs or isn't he? We don't know. Okay. So then a few weeks after that, uh -huh. Michael and Dahlia are shopping at Whole Foods. Okay. When an officer walks into the Whole Foods and uh -huh. approaches them and says that they had another call that a silver Tahoe parked outside the Whole Foods has a ton of drugs in it. Michael is still shocked, but very polite. Okay. And says, um, yes, please search my car. Like, I, I also don't know what's going on. So search my car. So this That's time so they weird. like, the cops pull, they, they, they pull out all the stops. Yeah. They've got the canine unit out there. They use sniffer dogs, which uh -huh. is something that hasn't been done in the previous two instances where they do search his belongings. And well, they don't find nothing. Okay, what do they find? 
the police find cocaine mm-hmm. in inside a cigarette pack, an okay. empty cigarette pack, hidden under the spare tire of the car. Wait, so under the spare <laughs> the spare tire and the hanging off the back of yep. the car. Yep. There's an empty pack of cigarettes mm-hmm. that has some cocaine inside of it. Yes. So he does have cocaine. Yes, but uh-huh. they let him go. What? Because they really they be, they believe his sincerity in refuting that it's his. <laughs> you gotta be shitting me. He's crying and saying, "I what? truly do not know what that is. That is not mine." And he's apparently so sincere. What? That they say, "Okay." No way. Yes. You're telling me that if you. If you cry in Florida, the police will let you go. <laughs> Apparently, this is unbelievable. He wh- that that never works. I know, but this it works is for crazy. Him. Okay, holy shit. So, this obviously is starting to really get Mike freaked out. Um, yeah, no shit. Someone's there's someone like after him. him. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he and Dahlia decide that he should transfer the title of his house. Remember the one that. She sold him, in mm-hmm. air quotes, and she made a commission off of, but he bought the house for them. Yeah. And it's in his name. Yeah. So they decide that this is getting really scary, and if he does get arrested for something, mm-hmm. even something he didn't do, Yeah, that's the police planted, are going to seize the house. They're right? going to seize the house, yeah. and he's going right to jail because he is on probation. Wow. So um, they transfer the title of the house into Dahlia's name to like protect his assets. Not good. Not a good yep. move, dude. Um, so that's funny. I, yeah, a lawyer and a lawyer does help them with this. Uh Um, a real estate lawyer or whatever they're called gets involved and walks them through the whole process. Remember that for later. Okay. (laughs) This guy, see, listen, this guy seems like he's pretty savvy and he's got, he's got street smarts, but like, I'm surprised that he doesn't see right through this. Like, I know. women are his kryptonite. Come on, man. She's women. an escort. I know. She's, I know. She was your escort. You've been married for like three weeks, and, and all you're this giving weird her shit is happening to you now. Already? Yeah. You're never. That's the same as the police coming and seizing your house. You giving it to Dahlia because you're just never getting it back. I know you know, it's you, gone, and you've known dude. her for like four months or something. Yeah, like, it's, it's pretty crazy. Wow. Um. So. The next... I can't believe. I still can't believe that if you cry good enough, then the police will let you go in Florida. Again, this is an advice podcast. Yeah, we cannot yeah. stress If you this get enough. stopped by the police in Florida, just cry as convincingly as you possibly can. Yep, and say it's not yours. Yeah, take some um, acting classes. <laughs> uh, so the next morning, after he transfers the deed into Dahlia's name, mm-hmm. Dahlia hands him a Starbucks drink. Okay. Mike drinks it and feels so ill that he has to go home from work and he is laid out for the next few days. What did she put in it? What do you think she poisoned him with? I know what it is. I'm just not telling you Oh, Jesus. So, because this is all speculation. Uh Uh-huh. I'm phrasing this like, you know, you're you're drawing the connections, but I'm just telling you the facts. Okay, okay. So, to top things off, his... Encounters with police begin to escalate even more than they already have. Like the cops keep getting called on him? They come knocking again. Dude. Stating that they've received another anonymous call from neighbors. But this time it's that there was yelling and banging at the house. And one caller, they, they got multiple. One caller even said that they saw Mike 
drag Dahlia into the house by her hair. Holy shit. So they come into the house. They question both separately, which is like a very much policy when mm-hmm. dealing with like domestic disputes. Of course. And they both say that they did have a fight about money, but that nothing physical happened and there's no bruises or marks on either of them. So it seems like she's trying to get Mike thrown in prison. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and f- poison him. Yeah. Some light poisoning. Light poisoning, uh-huh. which is ex- an extremely... Light to medium poisoning. <laughs> feminine type That's a of murder. murder. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. It truly is like... it. It's like 100% of poisoning homicides are like women. It's like an insane <laughs> statistic. It's like 90% women or love some shit. Poison. We love poisoning. It's so clean. It's like there's... We it's don't have to get... clean. No, and it spider. never works. It never works. Because <laughs> they can detect what the fuck it was and they're like... Oh, oh, antifreeze? Yeah, he was like, full he of was antifreeze. Poison, yeah. poisoned, you dumb bitch. <laughs> oh, um, my God. So. Oh, speaking of this being an advice podcast, you know, I heard that um, nicotine is a really good way to poison somebody. If you, Ooh. like, apparently, like, it's a lethal dose of nicotine is not that, not that much. I've, wow. I read this on the internet somewhere. If you, like, leave a cigarette, like, a bunch of cigarettes out in some water overnight and it evaporates, you, like... Take that condensed water and pour it in someone's drink, and it's it, it like makes their heart explode. Wow, that's insane. Yeah, for all of our female listeners, right? Out that there. <laughs> and also I heard sodium poisoning. Jot that down. But yeah, they can right. test levels at the hospital, and yeah. if your levels, if your sodium levels are just way too high, then, then they, they do know, know yeah, what yeah. happened. So that one's not as good as the nicotine. one. I don't think the nicotine one would work on a non-smoker though. Do you know oh yeah, I mean? no, like, you have to play that carefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Surprise, surprise, she is all of these anonymous callers, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and this Duh. is all going according to plan for her. Besides the fact that, like, she kind of can't get him thrown in prison no matter what she does. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. That um, is really funny. And he doesn't die from the Starbucks poisoning. This She's just showing her ass here because, like, she knew that there weren't any drugs in the car. All those times that, unless she planted that, she like, plant- stupid I think she planted case. that that last one because like I think she well, thought that there'd be something in the car both times and there wasn't and so she's she was like, like I gotta plant the fucking drugs something in his fucking yeah. truck interesting so none of this is like getting it done though right so on July 30th 2008 Dahlia calls up an ex-lover Muhammad Shihada I think it's Shahada 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 listen they- I'm no expert me either our bad we're our doing bad. our best guys um, listen so they meet in a parking lot of a 7-Eleven where she asks him to find a hitman because she wants to put Show a hit her out on her husband. <laughs> yeah. um, so he procures one for her mm-hmm. and uh, she gives the hitman $7,000 and agrees to be at her local gym on the morning of Wednesday, August 5th to establish the <laughs> alibi that they talk about. <laughs> okay. The day of August 5th rolls around Dahlia goes to the LA Fitness at 6 a.m. as promised. Now, Michael and Dahlia usually worked out together, so normally he would have gone with her. Yeah. But this was perfect timing uh-huh. because he was recovering from lipo. From what? From liposuction? On his back. What? I don't know. Bro. I don't know. What the fuck? So he wasn't medically permitted to resume exercise yet. Damn. 
Yeah. See, it, this is like the braces. I'm feeling bad for him. I'm like, oh, right? come on, man. You, yeah. you know, you're, you could accept yourself for who to... you are. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, so he's, he medically wasn't allowed to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. So it's um, perfect because then he also, stays at the house. Also, $7,000 isn't that fucking much. It's not a lot. Whew. It's really not a lot. So she I mean, goes if to the gym. I was trying to arrange a hit on you okay. and the guy was like, that's going to be $7,000, I'd be like, Really? That's kind of a bargain. <laughs> so so she gets a call while she's at the gym mm-hmm. from a sergeant from the Boynton Beach Police Department an hour later. He asks her to please come back to the townhouse that she shares with Michael because uh-huh. um, something has happened. Ooh. She gets in her car. She comes right back. Okay. Her house has been cordoned off. There are police cars, there's uniformed officers, there's camera crews. Her house Uh is just swarmed. Uh Uh-huh. And then an officer gives her the news. (sighs) I'm Sergeant Ramsey. I'm I'm the one that called you. Thank you for coming. I'm sorry to call you. Listen, we had a report of a disturbance at your house, and there were shots fired. Is your husband Michael? Okay, I'm sorry to tell you, ma'am. He's been killed. No, 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 no. He's been killed, ma'am. No, no, no. Try to calm down. Dahlia, do not quit your day job, sweetie. Oh, man. Do not. You don't have it. I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm cringy. So then she's ushered into a police car and taken to the station for questioning about who may have wanted to hurt her husband. Except, do you remember Muhammad Shihada? Yeah. Well, when Dahlia gets out of his car at the 7 Eleven, instead of finding her a hitman, he drives straight to the police station. Oh! You got owned. You got owned, bitch. Oh, you have used him for the last time. Fuck! So they ask Muhammad Shihada to wear Shahada. i yes, got you... to commit to one of these. Oh my God. <laughs> um, to wear a wire. He agrees. Wow. He tells Dahlia when they meet again that he does know a hitman. And then they send in Officer Whitey Jean, uh-huh. great name, to go that undercover a as a hitman to confirm her intentions. So that hitman was an undercover cop. Uh, so see, th- normally this is an anti-snitch podcast, but in this particular case, I think Muhammad did exactly the right thing. I couldn't agree more. He fucking owned her. Because it's the, the level of owning... And, and the level of revenge, like Floridian revenge, is much higher than the level of snitching in this case. In this case it, only, I Yeah, it stress. cancels the snitching in this I case. I agree. Yeah. So this is how August 5th actually goes. Dahlia goes to LA Fitness at 6 a.m. Yes. The police then knock on the door of Dahlia and Michael's townhouse to give Michael the unfortunate news <laughs> oh, before taking him to the police station. Hey, so your wife, uh, you remember how you're married to her and you love her <laughs> and she loves you and you remember all that money you spent on that wedding ring and how you, how your back you is just still gave her the house a second ago? Yeah, I remember that. Well, she put a hit on you. So then Dahlia gets that call from Sergeant Ramsey of the Boynton Beach Police asking her to come home. She does, except instead of coming home to a real crime scene like she thinks is going to happen, she comes home to an elaborately staged crime scene. Oh my God. Oh, and by the way, Cops is filming. (gasps) This is on Cops? With the Boynton Beach Police this week. Just so happens 
So Dahlia's dreams are about to come true. She's going to be on reality She's be TV on reality after TV. all. Oh, that's beautiful. It's just not the way she planned. That is poetic justice. That is, that's gorgeous. I love to see things tied up in knots like that. So oh. now knowing what we know now. Dude. I'm going to play you this clip yeah. one more time. Let's hear it again. Is your husband Michael? Okay, I'm sorry to tell you, man. He's been killed. Do it again. Do it again. So, okay. So, as an actor, Nathan, uh -huh. what <laughs> what do you think about that clip? Now, I said don't quit your day job, but I actually have more to say on the subject. Dude, I just want your I input. Think, I think first of all, it's hilarious. We have to. We can't. We can't because we're acting out these these transcripts, which I think is fun, but um, <laughs> it cannot be stated. I don't think the listeners know how fucking annoying this woman's voice is. It sounds like she's doing like a Paris Hilton impression in in like two thousand one. And she and she speaks in it's like in that that like whiny like like little girl little type girl, of voice. Like little baby voice. Oh, it's yeah. so bad! It's yeah. so bad. So to hear her like. She was, what she was trying to do was like, like a fucking, I mean, like a, like a Lady Macbeth, like she was trying to do a performance of like a guttural, like mm -hmm, scream mm -hmm. of, of anguish. And what she got out was. <laughs> so what I think is like, okay, the start is rough. Like yeah. that's the problem I have with this performance is the start. I mean, she went from zero to sixty, like a, like she sort of lurched, like, and and then my know, radar is like, eh, eh, false, 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 false. <laughs> but I think she gets into it. I she, think, I think that so it, too, actually. Like it works on her. Like you know, she she has to just rip the bandaid off yeah. and go for it, and she makes the weirdest sound because she doesn't like build up. But I think it might have seemed more false if she if it escalated or like warmed up, so to speak. Dude. I think she had to rip the Band-Aid off. Just, I really think she yeah. settles into it. She initially, it's false. Like she, yeah. she does it, yeah. it's fake. But then, but then her body sort of like, I think catches on and starts yeah. to think it's real. And so like real things are sort of happening to her. Yeah, absolutely. After that. I mean, that's a that's a legit way to to do this actually on stage or like on, on camera too. But it's hard to judge because people do make weird, weird sounds. Weird sounds when they're under duress. Yeah, Pe totally. Yeah. Stressed out, freaked out people make really, really weird sounds and do things that you wouldn't expect them to do. Do you think she anticipated it just slightly? Yes, though? she did. Yeah, she, yeah, she did. Because it's one thing, it's kind of false when like an actor like has to like take a second and go like, what? What, what yeah. is, you know, yeah. like, you know. It's that's kind of like soapy and stupid. Like it, things really do happen like that in real life. Yeah, so it I think that's why it's reading is false is because because it, it's false. Because it's false. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cut all of that by the way. I can't stand talking about it. Okay, okay. Um but so listen to this. Yeah. So initially in her conversation with who she thought was a hitman. Yeah. He told her it was going to cost $7,000. Uh-huh. Again, bargain. <laughs> but that she could pay him after the hit was done. Red flag to me. I would be like, ooh, there's something weird about this. Yeah. Um, she, but she says, you know what? Wait a minute. He, Michael is going to go to the bank tomorrow. 
to get $10,000 out to pay one of his business partners. So why don't you just go there? You can murder him after he takes the money out. And then that's And then payment? you can take the money. Holy shit. And it can look like a robbery gone wrong. So this bitch was going to have Michael pay, pay for, for his, his own, own murder. murder. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> no respect, this woman. <laughs> I'm just saying, fellas, this is what happens when you marry the hooker. This is what happens when you think the hooker's in love with you. She's not in love she's with you. She's not in love with you. No, she's going to make you pay for your own murder. Mm -hmm. So the hitman says, no, that's too risky. Obviously, there could be yeah. so many witnesses. It's just outside of a bank. Nuts? What are you, I'm crazy? You can kill this guy um, in broad daylight. And that has to be done at the house, and she reluctantly agrees. So That's diabolical. What a piece of shit this lady is. I know. Fuck. She gets to the police station. Again, I'm on Team Michael. Like, I know. Yeah, I know. I, he's charmed me. I mean, me it's, the, it's the braces a, and the lipo. Yeah, he's just a better con man, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. Um, so she's at the station, and they and she doesn't know yet that she's in trouble. Uh -huh. She doesn't know yet that she's being interrogated yeah, as. Yeah, she's still playing the part of like grieving widow. Yes. Yeah. And uh, this is all even funnier. Like, that noise that she made is funnier, and like this act that she's doing is funnier because they've only been married for like. What, like a month? Uh, yeah, a like less? three months or something like that. Yeah. They got married in February. It's oh, it's July. And so now it's July. Months, okay, whatever. so it's been six months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So he, the the interrogator asks her who she may know that may have wanted to hurt her husband. Uh huh. And she blames it on the mob. On the mob? Yeah. On, on the mafia? On the mafia. <laughs> okay. Get blamed for everything. God damn it. They had nothing to do with this. La cosa nostra. Um, she even names names, uh -huh. which fucking snitch in this case. I, in yeah, this okay, case, you're yeah. a fucking snitch. Yeah. Um, well, she was a snitch the whole time. Well, not even a snitch, actually. Because Muhammad Shahada. She's, yeah. He was the non-snitch He was the non-snitch snitch. Yeah, but she was, she's a... Well, because you know what I mean. That the mob didn't have anything to do with it. And she yeah. says, it's the, it's the mob and... It's, she would name their names. It's this guy, it's this guy. False snitching is still snitching. Oh, okay. In okay. my book. Okay. In my book. And we are an anti-snitching podcast. Absolutely. Um, so, and the, the reason she says this mm -hmm. is actually all planned out. It's my theory that when you look back at the things that she's done leading up to the hit, uh -huh. you can tell what angles she was trying to work. Yeah. First of all... She may have been trying to work the domestic violence angle. Well, she did. She like lied and said that he was like dragging her around by the hair yes. and stuff. But she wanted to leave that, right? Uh -huh. I'm, I'm speculating now. Yeah. As a little breadcrumb in uh -huh. case she wanted to go that route, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Then she already has on police's radar, oh, we've been called to that house before. Neighbors uh -huh. have called, you know, a witness saw <laughs> her. It was the same her. neighbor with the same horrible squeaky voice every time. <laughs> yeah. Actually, there were two different people calling in and I'll get to that. Uh. So um, she wanted to sort of work the domestic violence angle. She mm -hmm. also wanted to work the mob angle from the beginning. So what she did was, and I didn't mention this before, but I think it's worth mentioning now. She did all these weird things like put a note on Michael's car that said like, I know who you are. Uh, I'm paraphrasing. Um, I know what you've done. If you don't, like, I, I'm an associate. Like, if you don't put $8,000 behind the tire of the car that's parked behind you in 24 hours, like, you and your, like, wife will be dead or whatever. Whoa. So uh -huh. she starts leaving, like, little breadcrumbs of, like, 
mafia related stuff and she actually gets in mike's head so bad that he thinks that he is being hunted by no the mob way. for whatever reason he can't figure out because he's not in trouble with them again and he's quoted as saying like i wish they would just put a bullet in my head this Whoa. sort of like toying with me this sort of torture is worse and i wish they if they wanted to do if they wanted to hit me they yes, should just fucking just do me. it wow dude this guy I'm, I'm telling you, again, I'm going like, how did he not see this coming? Like, how, this guy is street smart. Like, how does he not see this coming? Women really are his kryptonite. They like, really are. This, like, like fucking manipulation and gaslighting and shit and poisoning and stuff. Like, he, he never saw it coming. Holy yeah. shit. He believes in love. Again, Team Michael. Team Michael. Um, so then the... So Dahlia's in the interrogation in room. She says the mob did it. Uh -huh. um, then the detective calls for the the suspect mm -hmm. that they've caught. The hitman. The hitman. Fake hitman. Yes. Uh -huh. And she still believes that this is really the hitman who yeah. really killed her husband, Michael DiPolito. Uh -huh. He gets called into the room. He's in handcuffs. Um, he's still in character. Uh -huh. And he... They they go. Do you know this man? Like we caught, what, oh, how man. we caught this man yeah. running from your house. Like, yeah. do you know anything about this? Have you ever seen him before? And yeah. she denies it. Which she denies of course, every, of course, you would. But yeah. it's just like it's an ultimate. It's just like another blow to you, me. Yeah. This guy that you hired, that you brought into this, yeah, is caught and is in big trouble <laughs> and did this. For you, I mean, he did get paid, but like, exactly. and you're going like, I don't know who that is. I've never she seen him. threw him in front of the bus. In front of the bus. Oh, what a piece of shit. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, she was never going to take responsibility for anything, but still, it's just so annoying that even, even now, even in, you know, at the end when the, your husband's already dead, like there's no responsibility taken any, any. Any step of the way. Yeah. So then the interrogation takes a little bit of a turn. And we're going to read the transcript. So the the cop says, he goes, um, now you know I've advised you of your rights, right? Yes, you have. Okay, the game's over with, okay? There's no more games for you and I. You're going to jail today for solicitation of murder. You're under arrest. That's, enough, that's an undercover police officer. We filmed everything that you did, recorded everything that you did. You're going to jail for solicitation of the first degree murder of your husband. I didn't do anything. Did you hear what I just told you? I heard what you said, but I didn't do anything. Everything has been... I didn't. Listen, everything has been recorded. What do you want to do here? What do you want to do? I didn't do anything. You're going to jail. I didn't do anything. You're going to jail today. As soon as I'm done, oh my God. they're going to come in here and handcuff you and take you to the Palm Beach County Jail, book you for solicitation of first degree murder... Your husband is well and alive. Thank God. Oh, yeah. Thank God. Can I can I see no, him? No, he doesn't want to see you. You're going to need a real good attorney because we're going to show him the film where you say you're 5,000% sure you want him dead. Oof. So, oh, my God. I just feel like... She says, thank God. I know. She can't stop trying to fucking manipulate people. I know. She's trying to manipulate the police officer who just told... she He told her outright, you're going to jail. You're going to jail. And she's like, can I see him? I know. Oh, what a fucking piece of shit. So uh, for the first time in her life, I, her looks are just... Getting her nowhere. Getting her nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, <coughs> she's taken to the Palm Beach County Jail, professing her innocence the entire way. Of course. Of course. Um, These people always think that they can just 
talk themselves out of it. I mean, this is true. Psychopathy. Which is so funny because... You think you're the smartest person in the room. But dude, it worked earlier in the episode. It worked for Michael. It really wasn't his drugs, though. (laughs) He really didn't... That really wasn't his. I know. That's... I mean, it's hilarious. I mean, we thought it was a performance when we were reading it because I was having you put the pieces together. Uh But turns out it really wasn't his cocaine. And he was extremely distraught thinking he was going to go to jail for some shit that he didn't do. I still can't believe that it worked. I can't believe it worked either. I can't believe it worked. Our justice system is broken. It just... All this means is that Dahlia didn't cry good enough. Exactly. Which is what we were saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So she's taken to the jail and you uh-huh. get one phone call, right? Uh-huh. Who does she call? Her husband, Michael DiPolito. <laughs> okay. Hello? Hey, it's me. Yeah. What's up? Nothing, Mike. Can you please come here? Dahlia, listen, I, 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 I don't want to fight with you, honestly. I, I can't help you. Mike. Don't you understand what just happened? What they're saying is not true. How is that possible? Like, I'm sitting here. It's not true. It's not possible. You wouldn't even give me two minutes to talk to you, but it's not possible. Dahlia. What they're saying is not true. How in the hell did I hear and see it? Look, I heard what you heard. It's not true. I heard what you heard. I saw what you saw. Everything they showed you, they showed me. And how was it not... How are you telling me that? I'm giving you my word. It is not true. <laughs> what, what do you expect? Dolly, I couldn't help you if I wanted to. Mike, please. I need an attorney. Can you please help me? It's not true. Your, your brother was here and I spoke to him and he's gone uh, go to talk to your mom and I called them for you already. All right? This is not true. I don't. Dolly, seriously, how do you explain what I saw and heard? Mike, I am limited on my phone call. You know more than anybody. Just... Give me time so I can talk to what? you. What? There's there's nothing I even have to say. I saw it. I heard it. I saw what you saw. I heard what you heard. Okay, well, what? and what the fuck? You said you wanted to have me killed. I heard that. What is your problem? It's not true. It is not true. How is it not true? How can you believe that? I heard your voice. How can you believe it? That isn't the point. I heard you say it. How? It's just not. I heard what you heard and it, it's not. What then did you, what did I hear then? I heard you say, I am I heard, five. I heard the tape, okay? I saw the whole, the whole nine yards. I saw all of it. So why would you meet a guy in a parking lot? Explain that. I'm sitting here on the phone. I will tell you when I see you in person. You're not, Please. I can't come there anyway. I'm not allowed there. That's not true. Who said that? Who told you that? They tell you that on purpose. That's not true. Dahlia, I don't I don't know what you could tell me. Even if, let's pretend I said, oh, it's all better. I, I can't. They're charging your ass. Don't you get it? Mike, I didn't do anything. Please. I don't know what to say to you. I can't help you. What do you mean you can't help? It's out of my hands. You're not even trying. Dahlia, I saw you with this guy in the fucking truck or whatever the fuck it was. I saw it. I heard your voice clearly. What? What? <laughs> I don't understand. I did not say those things, period. So how did they get your voice on that tape recorder? Mike, I I am limited with my time, please. You gotta be kidding me, man. Dahlia, I heard you say that shit. You you can't fix this. 
How are you going to tell me that you didn't say it? You didn't do it when I saw you say it and saw you do it. Do you have any idea how I was when they told me what supposedly happened to you? How I got, how I was, how everything? Can you just meet me in person so I can talk to you? No. Why? Why the fuck should I? Because you know me. I never... Ever, 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 ever in my wildest dreams ever want that for you, ever. Well, you said it, Dahlia. You hired a guy. No, I did not. I did not say anything, period. I did not say anything. I can't help you even if I wanted to. Do you get it? Why don't you want to? It's out of my fucking hands. You're not even trying. It's different if you're trying, but you're not trying. What could I possibly do for you? What? I, I don't get it. What could I do? You're not even trying. Trying what? I'm fucking sitting here like a dumbass. Please. They're getting ready to take me, like, again. Dahlia, listen. I'm <laughs> I'm going to give you some advice, and you just need to listen. You're going to be ran around in there for a little while. A couple of days. You need to just try and fucking relax and just go with it and keep to yourself and don't say a lot. Mike, I love you. Please don't do this to me. I'm sitting here like everybody is treating me awful. You know I couldn't do anything to you. You know me. Everyone here is just being so horrible to me. There's nothing there's nothing that I can do to help you. You know what I'll do? You know what I'll do? Seriously? What? You sign my house back over to me. I'll help your mom. Immensely. Give me my house back. That's it. That's it, what? I'll have the paper sent over to you somehow. You'll sign them over to me, and then I will help your mother. Okay? I'm not signing anything. I know you wouldn't sign anything. I knew that wasn't going to happen. So I can't help you. Okay? I, I already... That's what you're thinking about? Like, I'm sitting here rotting, and you're thinking about getting a house? Dahlia, you tried to have me killed. I just, I just offered to help you, and again, you have the balls to say no to me. You just basically said fuck you to me, which is hilarious considering your situation and considering what the fuck just happened today. God damn it. God, that was beautiful. It's classic gaslighting. Oh, it was beautiful. It's like causing she Mike to stop. doubt his perceptions. Just the continued use he even of started... I heard what you heard and I saw what you saw. Like, it's not true. Like, I like what you saw and heard isn't oh, true. And you know what? It started to work a little bit in the I middle know. there. He started to soften up just a little bit. And then he, he went, no, what the fuck? No. Oh, dude. Great performance, he, he by the up, way, Kelsey Ann. Great performance. You, it's hard you. to play. It's hard to play. It's a difficult thing to play a bad actor. Mm. You know what I mean? It takes a very talented actor to play Thank a bad you. actor. Thank you. Thank you. You should do the rest of the podcast in her voice. <laughs> no, but she really did try to like destabilize his thought process. Yeah, and again, she did. like you said, it you could see working a little because he, instead of just being like, it's because she, I have no questions for you because I know what I saw. Yeah. He kept asking her, he kept well, going, how how, how could you say yeah. that? Like, right. how did they get your voice on the tape yeah. then? Or like, how? It's did amazing. They, she, yeah. But she, it's because she went big. She, she doubled did. down, she and doubled that down. got him to like. The hook went in his lip, and she just got him to fucking bite, you know? I know. It's, it's amazing. Because she said, literally, she said what you saw, what you heard, the things that are physical and material in front of your face, they're not real. That's not true. 
what I'm saying is true. That yeah. is like textbook. You and couldn't get more. She did the like more... the you know me thing. Yeah, you know me. Yeah. You know I wouldn't do that to you. Except like, for you did, you and I saw a tape just of it. Did. You literally yeah. did. And you're on cops, bitch. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, okay, oh, so. Beautiful. Also, it turns out that in the months before, when she was planning to have Michael killed, mm-hmm. she was talking with another ex of hers, not Muhammad, oh. another guy named Mike Stanley. <laughs> Mike's. Yo, what's with her? Mike, her Mike and number Mikey one. Um, so she, and she told him everything. What the All fuck? her plans, everything that was going on. She to, even. To her, her ex? To her ex, Mike Why Stanley. Why would she imagine that her ex is going to keep that private? I don't know, but... She genuinely does have two little moths flying around in her head. And that's I mean, really I don't know, though, because she had him hooked that they were soulmates. That oh her and Mike Stanley were soulmates. It's that so they were going to be together once they get Mikey DiPolito's money. Jesus. They were going to run, run away together. Wow. And they were going to have have a happy ever after. After Holy she kills shit. the other Michael. You know, it's she's so like clearly... Like, she's just a dumbass, but she's, like, so gifted at manipulating. It's, like, manipulating isn't, like, it's, like, a primal urge in her. Like, <laughs> right? it's, like, yeah. she was born with it, and she can't help it. She She's so dumb that she, like, look at the way that she did this. Her plan was held together with, like, masking tape and, I like, know. spit. And, it, it of course, it blew up in her face because she's so bad at doing this, and she's so stupid. Um, but she's got that manipulative streak and she's, she's so good at manipulating that she doesn't have to be smart. Mm-mm. Cause it's second nature. It's a, it's a second skin, dude. She's a reptile. Yeah. So, yeah. um, she even told Mike Stanley that she had told Michael DiPolito that she was pregnant. Oh, this bitch. To distract him from the fact that she was stealing all his money. And poisoning him. And poisoning Holy him. Holy fucking shit. So that whole time, Michael DiPolito uh, thought she was pregnant this whole time. Oh, that's fucking horrible. And he wanted to like be that's a father horrible, and like dude. take care of it. And I'm on Team Mikey. Team Mikey all the way. I know, dude. Ugh. So Mike Stanley was actually so involved in this plot. Whoa. That he... Was he an accomplice? Um, I don't know what he got charged for, but wow. he made a bunch of those anonymous tips for her. That's the other guy. The other guy. Whoa. And he played the real estate lawyer on the phone, convincing Michael DiPolito that this was the right legal thing to no do way. to sign the house over to uh, Dahlia. That was a fake lawyer on the phone. No shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a fucking asshole. Her defense team went with the craziest defense strategy. Okay. <laughs> I had never heard of anything like this. Okay, so what was the strategy? That Michael DiPolito was the mastermind behind the whole thing. What? That he had set it up. She can't stop. So she that stop they could try to get their own reality TV show. What? And so she was actually was the victim of Michael's herself? hunger for fame. No, she had a defense team. A real life lawyer came up with this strategy. Yes, two dudes from Miami. Oh yes. my God. That's beautiful. Two Florida lawyers. Yep. With shark eyes. They have the same eyes that she does. Do they really? Oh, they're yeah. A bunch of sociopaths. Yes. And they're like, let's. <laughs> Their strat- legal strategy was to gaslight 
everyone into thinking that it was his fault. That he orchestrated her to do the whole thing, that it was his plan so that they could get, get on, on cops. Get on a reality TV show. spin it to the, get their own reality TV show. This is insane. That is madness. So they go for that one and she is sentenced to 20 years in prison. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no way that works. In 2011. That is absurd. It's absurd. Um, but she gets out on house arrest somehow. And she gets pregnant wow. for real this time. Whoa. Someone who's totally unrelated to the case. And she has a baby boy in the comfort of her own fucking home. Yeesh. I know. That's not good. Um, then her defense team finds out that there was a biased jury member. Um, oh, no. And they file. So there's a mistrial? Mm-hmm. They Fuck. file an appeal and it becomes a mistrial because uh-huh. I guess they find out that uh, one of the jurors had fu- had found out that she poisoned Mike's Starbucks with antifreeze. Oh. It's always antifreeze. Ugh. And that that information was deemed inadmissible in court. So him knowing that makes him biased and the oh whole thing gets God. scrapped. Did it work? It, it was a mistrial? It was a mistrial. It got scrapped. <sighs> so they do a second trial in 2016 and the defense goes for police entrapment this time. And this actually results in a hung jury. They basically said that the Boynton Beach police was also fame hungry, saw she was an attractive woman, and thought that this was a ticket to make them look really, really good on reality TV, on cops. Dude. So So they entrapped her in a way that she wouldn't have, like maybe she wouldn't have gone through the hit if they didn't supply her an undercover officer. And this results in a hung jury. Huh? It does, yeah. Wow. Then her third trial begins on June 8th. And... I would be so scared to be in court because I would be scared that, like... I don't know. Like, I feel like smart people who you want on your jury um, have all found a way not to have to do jury duty. And so I am I would be so worried that the jury would be a bunch of dum-dums. I know. You know it's what really I mean? It's scary to put your life in the hands of... Of ding-dongs. Ding-dongs. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Because yeah. um, a hung jury on that, I mean, it's so evidently, I mean, I know you built this case knowing that Dahlia was guilty. Yeah, yeah. But, but like, I, I can't believe that there would be a hung jury when it yeah. comes to that. Yeah. Wow. Um, so. So they had to go to court a third, third time. time. Fuck. Um, and she's been on house arrest this entire time. So she's she, been chilling. Chilling from like 20, uh, basically 2009 to 2016, 16, 17. Yeah. She's supposed to be in prison. I know. Um, so this time, the third time, they kind of go back to their first defense, but they tweak it. Mm-hmm. And this is how they tweak it. You're the prosecutor. Okay. Uh, this is supposed to be something you guys are going to put online so that you could get publicity? On social media. On social media. Yeah. Right. So she has a lisp now. So we can try to get an acting job from it. Yeah. She has a lisp? Yeah, she has a lisp now. Like? Like as of like 2016, she has a lisp. (laughs) In any interview or video appearance, she has a full on lisp now. Like full on. She gave herself a lisp. I think so. What the fuck? I know. It's but like, there's also something with her teeth. Like, I can't figure out if she has Invisalign or, like, what. Because 
Her lips are sort of struggling to cover the teeth all of a sudden. And she said she wanted to get an acting job from it? Yeah. So they're saying, Dahlia. they're saying it was sort of like the reality TV argument that we made before, but it was that we were going to do this whole thing and then we were going to put it on YouTube and it was going to be like, surprise, this is all fake. We were just acting. Like we wrote a script and this was like acting Dude. the whole time so that they could get an acting job from it. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Uh, she was found guilty. Yeah, of um, course. <laughs> her release date is set for 2032. Um, she is in actual prison now. It's funny, though, because that date, 2032, mm -hmm. was the original date that Michael DiPolito's pro uh, probation was supposed to be oh, lifted yeah. on. He's actually been lifted earlier because of his like cooperation in this case. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, and he paid the restitution. And because of how cute he looks and, with his braces. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, she's in prison, like I said. But she got in trouble recently because she talked to someone on the phone, on a prison phone, mm -hmm. about how she heard that Someone got someone escaped from jail via drone. What in like South Carolina? Like and how like she wants to do that and how she's like thinking about how to get like me? a drone that like drops off pliers and like a knife or whatever and so that she can escape from the supplies from the drone. What is wrong with this I bitch? I do not know. She, she cannot stop scheming. She's how the fuck does this bitch not know that? Every single call in and out of that prison is being recorded and listened to by... And she got in prison in the first place by being recorded and listened to and filmed. It's crazy. She's... she That broke my brain. That just broke my brain. She... she who was she talking to? I, I, a guy. A friend. She was talking to another friend. Yeah. One, of her, one of her fucking exes or Probably. whatever. Probably. I mean, trying yeah. to get him to fly a drone over the prison. What in the fuck, dude? So... There's another I mean, you kind of have to admire the uh, you kind of have to admire the imagination. Whew, anyway. Um. So, remember Muhammad? Yes. Shahada. Uh huh. He just died oh, in no. 2021. He, died? he was 40. Oh god. Under mysterious circumstances. No shit. Yeah. He um, he just was found dead in his Sebring apartment, which is like South of Orlando. Oh, no man. illnesses, no, it's not a suicide, and like an autopsy is pending. Like it's incredibly mysterious. Weird. Like like sudden infant death syndrome. I mean, yeah. Like he got fan death. But like oh, you know, he turned on her. Like, what do you think like Yeah, it's the curse of Dahlia What do you Polito. think the chances are that she had something to do with it, you know? Holy shit. He was the original rat on her i would say that this bitch is cursed certainly yeah. i would yeah. certainly say that this bitch is cursed on the record and this is the judge when she is sentenced that first time in 2011. and but what she did and here's the way i see it i think that, that a lot of it is, is what were your motivations what were you doing what were you thinking when that was going on and i just come to the most obvious conclusion that you were motivated by greed, by avarice. There's no evidence that you were being beaten and you were defending yourself, that you were a battered wife, that you were an alcoholic, that you were the victim of child abuse, that you were uh, somehow acting in defense of yourself, even under uh, a misguided notion. There, there's none of that here. All of your conduct uh, was just for self-indulgence, 
just trying to take every bit of money that she could get a hold of so that she could go on and live this fast life. In as early as March, you even began this relentless campaign to get rid of your husband. First, you're thinking, well, I'll just get him sent off to prison and that would be good enough. Uh, you use guile and sophistry to do others into your web of deception. Uh, you were the puppet master that was pulling all the strings. You weren't acting at the direction of somebody else. You were under the influence of somebody else. Uh, you were the one calling the shots. And you were engaged in a course of conduct not over some momentary lapse of good judgment. This wasn't like, ah, I ran a red light, I shouldn't have done that. Or, ah, what was I thinking? I had the gun in my hand and, and I shot it because I was angry. It was weeks and months that you continued with these different schemes to try to rid yourself of your husband that was just something out of a novel. And it was, it, it was uh, you know, uh, horrible to watch it unfold as, as, the, as the trial testimony came out. It was pure evil. Uh, after those attempts to uh, have your husband taken out of the picture by way of sending him back to prison for a long period of time, and when you learned that it wasn't good enough to have the house in your name, that if you wanted to sell the house, you were still going to need his signature, I, I think that's when it started to turn to uh, even more sinister uh, behavior. Uh, Mr. Salnick indicates that you know, being remorseful or saying I'm sorry really doesn't mean anything. And I disagree. I disagree. I think, even today, Mr. DiPolito is still your husband. I think that, I'm sorry, it's my fault, I did it, would have gone a long way. Not only for his healing, but it, it would have perhaps suited your own purpose. But I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard an ounce of remorse, uh, the opposite of that. Uh, when, when confronted with the obvious facts, the, the most powerful uh, uh, testimony as to who you are is when you're in the police station and your husband walked by and looked in and you were begging and telling him this is all wrong, telling him this is all wrong, and then later on the telephone you were saying, he was confronting you with the evidence. I saw the tapes. I saw the, the videotape of you trying to have me killed. And you just cold-bloodedly said to him, I saw what you saw, and I'm telling you that's not true. And, and it was astonishing, the, the, the cold-blooded um, denial that you're willing to go to to try to avoid the obvious. You have a certain facet of who you are with your mom, your sister, your brother, and they see the good in you, uh, as siblings and parents should. Uh, but who you are when no one's looking, other than a camera in a police car, is quite different. And I think that peers deeply into your soul and speaks volumes of the way you were presenting this, and it was uh, quite chilling to witness that. Agreed. He really, really called her pure evil. He dude. did say pure evil. Wow, yeah. he called her pure evil. And he's right. Yeah. She is such a snake, a venomous snake. Yeah, and I think she did make, I was about to say, I think she did make one mistake. <laughs> no, <laughs> she made yeah. a lot of mistakes. But um, I think that he's right, and I never quite thought of it like this, in terms of, I'm sorry I did it, and I really shouldn't have, and I feel terrible, and yeah. I... I'm so sorry. Yeah. Would have gone a long way. 
to suit her purposes. Yes. You know, yeah. to suit her sentencing. Yeah. And she could have maybe even had Mike not press charges. If she, I think Mike is such a fragile person that when it comes to these, when it comes to yeah. these narcissistic women in his life that he needs to love him so badly that her just fessing up, owning up, taking responsibility just in her words. Nothing actionable. Just saying that she takes responsibility Mm -hmm. and that she's sorry would have been probably enough for him, I think. And she just didn't do it. She just tripled down, quadrupled down. She just couldn't stop saying that she didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, It's even worse because, like, it, you know, like I said before, she's stupid and evil yeah which makes this all the more senseless yeah it's just horrible it's just really 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 bad she fucked up she did fuck up and she's not even smart enough to know when to admit it do you know what i mean yeah exactly it's so senseless and awful and my favorite part of this honestly even though she she got off pretty easy in my mind of being on house arrest for all those years and getting to have a son Uh and getting to spend time with him as he's born and all that Mm -hmm. instead of having a fucking baby in prison and gets just ripped from right away and all that like um i think the best part of it is that when she does get out which i think is still in like 13 years or something Mm -hmm. She won't have her good looks anymore. Ooh. She has been put away for just enough time. And she's starting to look real bad right now. For her to get For ratchet. her to get too old and un, unmaintained yeah. because of living in prison and not getting to do like skin treatments and shit like that. <laughs> that she's just not going to have it when she leaves. Damn. The and one that was thing, her weapon. That was you know? the one thing she ever had. Yeah. And she doesn't deserve it because she's not beautiful on the inside. <laughs> Sorry, Donna. No, no, so <laughs> it's my favorite part of this is that when she gets released, she's not going to be have, have her sex appeal, have her girlish charms anymore. It's her just desserts. It's her just yeah. desserts. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. All right, well, that's folks, it. it was a twisted, sordid tale of, of backstabbing and debauchery, um, which is our favorite kind of material. In the name of the game. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you later. We love you. Bye. Smooches. <laughs>